Making a no-budget film? It's like going to war. But you're not General MacArthur. You're more like a squad of Viet Cong guerrillas behind enemy lines, trying to complete an impossible mission using guile and your wits. It's risky, difficult, and dangerous. I can swear to it. I've been there. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the Grindhouse Podcast, putting the sin back in the cinema every Monday for your listening pleasure. Matt, we are back, slaving over a hot microphone. Oh, yeah, cooking up some good stuff for you listeners. Some Something good on the grill for you. For those of you who listened last week, we did something a little bit different, a little bit unique. We did a sort of a remix of our first four episodes. And, and the reason behind that is because, Matt, I was in, I was in search of a new sound. A new sound, you say? Yes, uh, a, a note that uh, no no man has ever or woman has ever heard before. Did you find it? I can't speak on that just yet, but just know I wandered the desert for four days in search of this new sound in, in huh. hopes that I would open my third eye. It sounds a lot like a Mighty Boosh episode, but we'll ignore it's definitely that. Not, so, it's definitely not a Mighty so Boosh. There you, I'm not, there you I'm, go, something I'm, to look forward to. Keep on listening to The Grindhouse. <clears throat> you might just hear a new sound. Though I think in that episode of the Mighty Boosh, they were talking about a like a musical style, and you're talking about just like a specific noise, like a just a, like like a, a little chiming sort of sound kind of thing. It just kind of happens and it's gone. Yeah, I'm not saying that I am ripping off the Mighty Boosh, nor am I saying that I'm actually confusing two episodes. But if I were, that's what I'd be doing. All right. What's our show about? <laughs> well... Uh, so this month, maybe next couple months, we're yeah, it's summertime. There's gonna be a lot of travel going on. You're actually going to uh, South Padre this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. My old roommate's getting married on the yeah. beach. Everyone's on the getting South Padre Island Beach. That means father nice. in Spanish. Nice, nice. South, South father. father, South father and in that, Spanish. Uh, and that reminds me of episode two, my favorite Satan, which you can listen to now on uh, Spotify, because now we're on Spotify. Sometimes when we talk about Satan, we call him South Father. I always, I always refer to him as my, or sometimes South Daddy, depending on what kind of mood I'm in. I never thought about that. I, you know, growing up in that Padre South Padre area, maybe, um, you know, I, I'm sure that uh, you know you got your Corpus Christi up in North Padre and you, body, but, body uh, of Christ so, for those who. So don't obviously, know. those are Christian religious well, air, uh, areas. Well, I mean, they're, I mean, they are referring to God that that. But then when you you keep heading down toward the border, you get in that South Father zone. Yeah, and you gotta right. wonder who came up with that name. Maybe, well, the heat, maybe a little some different history out there. It gets it gets pretty damn hot down there. I'm just gonna say that. History's mysteries on the grindhouse. It's, Satanic it's called, practice in the South Padre Island. Mm. You decide. You know, I met, I met a guy one time. I don't, I don't know if metting, met a guy is the appropriate term. I was sitting in a Burger King down in Flower Bluff. It's kind of near uh, Padre Island down there in South Texas. And um, this man was, uh, he was this, oh God, he had to be like 80, long hair, uh, oversized suit, just filthy as can be, long beard. And by right. met, I mean he was just sort of um, looking me in the eyes from across the Burger King and uh, moving his mouth the whole time. So and, I, and I, I want to... I want to point out that we're not describing our frequent uh, collaborator Jude Walko. This is a different person. <laughs> no, this is like Jude. If he uh, got like 
left in the desert for, for like two weeks and somehow survived and, and, and then like a, a wizard aged him 40 years at the same time. That's yeah, this is something you need to be careful looking for that new sound. This could happen to you. Right. Okay. Uh, but uh, basically I, I realized that he was actually saying words. So I got closer to the man and um, I believe he was homeless, but uh, he whispered in my ear about nuclear testing on North Padre Island in, in the sixties. So I've heard it from a good source. There's been some, some stuff going on down there. Um, Shady, shady things. It's a, it's a weird story. It's a boring story, but it's a true story and it's a flower bluff story. I I don't find it boring at all. First (laughs) off, I find it fascinating. Secondly, Burger King is about to start covering an impossible burger. So Burger King, the King, El Rey, if you would like to sponsor the Grindhouse podcast, um, I think that we could uh, we could make a deal. Yeah, a Burger King is the reason I can't get an Impossible Burger at all my favorite bars in Austin that used to carry them. Because Burger King bought them all. Really? There's only so much Impossible meat, I guess, to go around. And uh, once the I'm, king has his eyes on the prize, all the serfs have to – we just – Go without Matt. I uh, I believe that first story, but the second story I find impossible. <laughs> What's today's show about, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be kind of fun to do something different. You know, we talk a lot about movies and uh, especially like horror movies and genre movies, things of that nature. But there's other forms of television entertainment mm-hmm. that one can partake in. I know you like gaming, I do. and you. You you at least uh, have a, a a passing interest in pro wrestling. Yeah, that's right. Because you know, there's there's pro wrestling is a great example of one of those things that's always been out there, kind of shaping the culture. You know, always in that's right. in this in, in in the kind of the peripherals of that cultural vision of all of us. You know, we all know about Macho Man and Hulk Hogan and yeah. all those greats and Andre the Giant. You see these guys in movies. Sometimes they even make a. Uh, rock and wrestling albums that you can listen to where like 30 wrestlers get together in a sound studio and sort of grunt lyrics out to guitar music thunder in paradise that, what it, that, that was hulk hogan on a boat am i correct that was hulk hogan on a boat <sighs> what and else that's, do you need that's exactly how that that series was sold <laughs> it's a fast boat by the way of course and, uh, it's not, the hulkster yeah if it's not running wild it doesn't get the hulk stamp of approval this was a tropical paradise. It, well, it was. It was. A, it was a tropical thunder paradise. <laughs> <laughs> so, so because uh, you know, for me, and and I don't know if you if you really did this as a kid, but I you know, growing up in South Texas, there's not a ton of stuff to do, and and certainly when we were growing up, and there was an ironically named pavilion down by the bay called the Coliseum. That wasn't much bigger than a high school gymnasium. Uh, but every, fairly frequently, the pro wrestling circuit would come into town, both WWF at the time and WCW. That's right. And, you know, for, for not very much, I don't know, $15, $20 a ticket, whatever, maybe even less back then, you could get you could go watch the, 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 the what they call the house show. And I got the opportunity to see such legends as Ric Flair, um, I, Rick Rude, all the Ricks, really. Um, El Gigante, if you don't remember him, he's a real tall Mexican dude. No, I don't remember him. He was, uh, he was around. He wasn't around for very long, but um, uh, yeah, it makes you think too. Uh, you know, like that Coliseum that you were talking about. It's not a fancy place, but like, because these guys no. were 
they're legends. And absolutely, you know, next month after we see them, they're you know on a, a, a huge arena and it's televised pay per view. But but what how what like five nights out of the week they're doing this kind of stuff. They're just absolutely, going around absolutely. To, constantly yeah. on the road. Yeah. yeah. So super super ton of respect for the for the men and women who who perform professional wrestling and. I've been lucky enough to make friends with a few of them over the years. And um, wrestling, as far as mainstream popularity goes, has ebbed and flowed, right? Certainly, I think when we were kids, it was at a big peak. You know, we talked about Hulkmania. Oh, yeah. You know? So, uh, and then, you know, as time passed, kind of as you got older, for a lot of people, wrestling kind of became uncool, you know? It did. It got, and, it got um, kind of, it was like for nerds and not like... A little bit. The, not the nerds bit. that are kind of cool these days and girls like him. It was like, like I, I, the only thing I could think of back in those days to, to kind of associate with like, be like juggalo level, you know, like there's just no place for you in the cool society. Cause you I, I, have I think a that's, Hulk Hogan I think shirt even, I, Yeah. I think even pro wrestlers who, who are working today would argue, who would, would agree that that makes up a, a decent demographic of their audience. But, then when we got into our late teens, then it got cool again. With the NWO and everyone's wearing the black shirts and the, like generate uh, degeneration X and everyone's doing crotch chops and stuff like oh, that. I, I thought that was the nerd face. <laughs> no man, there was a time there. There was a time there where like a uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. Oh yeah, Look, looking back now, those guys were amazing. Stone Cold. Steve Austin was awesome looking back now, but like I'm saying when I was in high school, you know, if someone was like, Hey, check out my, my NWO shirt, you know, I'd just be kind of like, what? Yeah. So anyways, my whole point of all that is it was kind of when we were growing up, wrestling sort of had its ebbs and flows, probably in its big, two of its biggest points from mainstream perspective. And it's probably been in a little bit of a lull since we entered in our twenties. There's a new promotion that just started. That's got some traction. And they're doing things kind of differently than maybe you've seen before. Um, and they had a free event that I asked you to watch and then we thought we would talk about it. And that is a new promotion called AEW, which is setting itself up to run as run as competition to WWE. Yeah. And they did an event called Fighter Fest at uh, some kind of gaming convention. Yeah, at, at some kind of gaming convention. We've really done a research here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was great. No, I enjoyed it. You, that's right. You told me to watch it, and uh, I had a really good time, man. They had, like, international wrestlers. They had women uh, wrestlers. Um, some very unique personalities. There was one guy that was, like, a goth kid, and he brings a body bag on stage to try to put yeah, his opponent yeah. in. And he, um, but he's that dude would have that dude would have been would have hung out with us like when we were in our late teens, early twenties. At least me, <laughs> maybe that might have been me. That might have been me when I was in my like when I was like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, I. Uh, but it was it's cool. Yeah, it's um, it, it reminds me of the old school. Like it has a little bit of that soap opera K Fab. You know, K Fab is like the. Isn't that the, sto- the the term for like the story of like when yeah, they have wrestling yeah, that story. Like, they call that of K-fab, course, is yeah. That right? yeah. The, the, uh, yeah, like you know, when you when you immerse yourself in the in in the sort of um, the creative, the fantasy that is the world of pro wrestling, it's kind of kayfabe. Yeah, kayfabe is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. 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 Oh no, uh, Macho Man! Uh, it's, it's, Hulk Hogan stole his wife, and he's got to get her back, and you know, uh, st- stuff like that. That's what we're referring to. It's um, betrayal and you know all, all those weird things that just don't seem to happen in other professional sports 
uh, or right. at least they, they aren't part of the um, the main the main focus. But in wrestling, right, they they are. It's for some reason. I don't. When do you think that started? Because I don't. I can't imagine like early '80s when you had like you know guys kind of touring out of their vans, following the circuits. You know, independent contractor wrestlers. Uh, you know, uh, he was in Fort Worth last night, folks, and now he's in Dallas. We got, you know, Terry Funk and his brother here, you know, it, that right, kind of right. hometown, you know, like back in the day, back when we were, when we were, before we were watching, uh, yeah, before absolutely. it got big, I, I don't think any of the roots of that were, were there. I, I know they had, they had like kind of well, characters and stuff, but not. Yeah. I mean, like I think that. it's progressed. Um, you know, uh, my understanding, and I'm, I'm certainly not a wrestling historian is that, the whole nature of making everything a you know a, a quote-unquote work right a, a scripted uh, fight was that a lot of these guys especially the old school guys were legitimate you know shoot wrestlers yeah uh, who could who could definitely do some damage to you but you know you can't do that you look you watch like modern MMA those guys aren't fighting every week they're not even fighting every month and they're certainly not fighting five days a week yeah they're because they're you just, actually you just fighting. can't do it yeah real real fights are uh intense things that you don't just recover from right away or um that that you don't uh win because your fans started chanting your slogan and uh right. it, it inspired you and then you you were able to shake off all your pain and win like that that's not a thing you see in those uh, well, mma no, fights I mean, uh, no not in mma fights but you see like in football you know you see like a when, when a team's down you kind of see the guys on the sideline trying to get the like if they're playing like a home a home game or basketball you know, especially like in college, you start to see them kind of amp up the crowd. I mean, there's a little bit. That's a, it's rooted in some reality, right? Like if you've got the support of your fans, it might it might kick you up into a third gear. No, the the football equivalent of that would be like, um, like who? Oh, I'm so uh, God, I'm a nerdy guy. Who's a football guy? Just give me a name. Uh, uh Tony Romo. <laughs> Tony Romo. He's a quarterback. And he is, he was. was a quarterback. Okay. Well, anyway, the football equivalent of that would be Tony Romo has just been sacked and he's, he, Ooh, something went wrong and he's not moving and he's down and, and they're, they're, they're rushing out to the field, but then everybody starts chanting what, Cowboys, what, Cowboys, yeah, Cowboys. Right. Uh, and, yeah. and then, uh, and he hears it and, and he, and he starts putting his, uh, he cups his uh, hand to his ear and he starts yeah. listening to the crowd and he gets up and whatever broken collarbone or whatever he just got is, he just shakes it off and he goes back into the game. I mean, that's the kind I of mean, stuff that, that happens in did, wrestling. That does not. I happen. actually think that Tony Romo would do that. He, <laughs> he one when the, time when the Romo the maniacs the start chanting he, he, his name. He, 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 he one time re-entered a game with a broken rib and a slightly punctured lung. Punctured lung. That's what I heard. A uh, broken shot rib, him. I can believe. Punctured lung. They shot him up and they got him back in there. <laughs> so so blood blood was Man. coming out of his mouth while he was on. Listen, the... have you ever seen Rudy, sir? That's a movie. It works. That's a, it works. It works. It works. One guy stand. It was based on a real story. All right, I believe it. So, anyways, uh, so would you consider yourself a? Do you do you regularly follow pro wrestling these days? No, not regularly. No, um, I like it when I watch it. Uh, right. but, uh, no, it's not, you know, it, it's not a big deal for me. It's, uh, okay. I have friends that love it and I, I can even have right. conversations with them about it, but I do feel like they would rather talk with people that are current because they have to kind of date their, you know, th- well, I think much in the same way that like, um, uh, comic books certainly, but also maybe like even like, um, 
long running series like you know we did a bunch of episodes on game of thrones right or 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 maybe stranger things to yeah. a lesser degree you know because the because the storylines as you mentioned earlier they can dip into into soapy territory but certainly they're they're pretty they're long running and interwoven that it's difficult to sort of pop in and out and be up to date with what's happening in that world yes it's an on, it's very serial it's ongoing you have to yeah, you you miss one week and uh, everything changes, and right, exactly. uh, that's that's kind of a weird uh, to me. That's a weird thing for sports to have to keep up with something like that. But uh, well, that's why that's why it's so challenging. You know, I think um, to your point, I think some uh, over time, some people have kind of maybe not shown wrestling with the same respect that you know certainly shoot shoot combat sports would have or or other athletic sports even. You know, even like a something, even something like Cirque du Soleil, for example, might might garner more mainstream respect than pro wrestling. But if you look at the athleticism, uh, and you consider how often these guys are on the road and they get injured, they fight through injury, and yes. so on and so forth, like it's very impressive. And I, I think it doesn't really get all the respect that it does, if for no other reason than on a pure like skill level. Uh, yes, and that's why I enjoy watching it. Like I was saying, when, when I do watch it, I have a great time because. These guys are doing, they're not, of course, they're not really attacking each other, but what they're doing, I mean, if they do it just a little bit wrong, they can horribly exactly. injure themselves. I think what, didn't like Stone Cold Steve Austin, like, uh, break his neck or something broke at one his point? And, broke uh, his neck and finished the match. Well, that was the, that was the great thing is because he was, you know, scheduled to win that match. So he correct, broke, broke his correct. neck and he just kind of had to, fall against his opponent with a you know he couldn't really raise his arms or anything and the guy's just sort yeah. of oh I mean, you he, got there was me a, there was a, yeah there was a few moments where i don't think he could move his limbs for like a couple you know like a minute a couple of seconds a few seconds yeah know? if they i mean these guys if they do anything wrong with these moves these are like well practiced uh, uh i mean these are really they're stunts is what they are and they're incredible right yeah that that, that especially showed me there was one where they uh, oh my! I can't, one guy did, had another guy on his shoulders, and they did this sort of like backflip off of the pole. Uh, yeah, I don't know how they did it. I mean, I, it was it was like <laughs> scary to watch, and uh, they yeah. both just bounced right out of it. Like, oh, that hurt! I, I want to hit you now. You know, <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Well, so let's. Uh, well, did you have any like? I know you're not super familiar with the with the with the wrestlers who were wrestling in this, but was there was there anything that sort of stood out to you? Uh, well, one guy I was happy to see, uh, there was a, uh, a wrestler there, a little wrestling nobility in my opinion, That's correct. a man named Cody Rhodes. They're just calling him Cody. Right. I guess maybe uh, WWE owns the Rhodes name. I, but, I, uh, I've heard, I've heard multiple versions of that. Um, but yeah. yes, it is. It's uh, something's Cody going Rhodes. on there. They can't use it. Yeah. But the son of uh, dusty Rhodes, one of my favorite That's when I was correct. a kid, man, that guy was so cool. He was a and he was a bigger guy. He was kind of and an older yeah. guy. God, he must have been like fifty when I was a kid, and uh, I loved watching him wrestle. And so it's really cool seeing like his sons. Uh, and I guess they had an ad. Uh, I guess there was a match between uh, the older brother Dustin Rhodes, uh, who he used correct, to be yeah. Gold Dust when we were kids. Remember, he was like the right, glam rock yeah. wrestler. And I guess he yeah, still yeah, yeah. is a bit of a glam rock thing. He just doesn't have hair now. He's because well, he's old. Yeah. But, well, he, the hair was a wig always. Oh, you know, yeah. you'd always have like the big yeah, long gold wig, and he'd yeah, rip it you, off. You don't get gold locks like that. Uh, yeah. The, so yeah, they know. had a in the previous pay per view. The it was kind of 
brother versus brother, you know, like uh, generation versus generation. And uh, it's a bit of a, I don't know if you saw the, um, any of the clips from it. It's a bit of a bloodbath. Yeah, that's the thing. You know? uh, he was covered in blood. Uh, like, like something yeah, really was... bad happened to him. I just, they just, it was just an ad or like a recap, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, what the boring. hell, man? Why was what is that? They they went at it and they 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 went old school, you know. Um, you know, if you if you remember their father Dusty Rhodes, you ever look at his forehead? Man was just covered in scars, and uh, the brothers decided to throw a little old school blood feud in there and really kind of lay it in and. Uh, match of the night at that pay-per-view, in my opinion, and, and um, at the end of it, setting up uh, this pay-per-view that's coming up on Saturday, they, you know, they, they beat, they've been the living hell out of each other. Cody wins, and, and Dustin's sitting there. They're all both soaked in blood, and, and he says, uh, you know, I, si- I signed a contract to, f- to face um, the Young Bucks, and I need a, uh, but I don't need a partner. I don't need a friend. And then while his voice is cracking he says i need my older brother oh my and god the embrace is there was not a there was not a dry <laughs> eye in the house sir <laughs> no that's very touching they that's i mean uh and who knows yeah we we, we say soap opera we but you know the, these guys their whole lives have been wrestling so they probably don't know exactly. the difference between what's well, real and, also, and what's hey, the what's, ring anymore is, is is uh is it any more soap opera than game of thrones you know people but backstabbing one another and... <laughs> no, well, no it's not more but it's no it's not more soap opera just, than the fictional drama that is totally scripted that you talked about uh it's a little less than that Wow. Okay. Hold. I didn't tell you. I have. So I didn't quite finish it. The special okay. you sent me. It was like two and a half hours yeah, long. Right. Watched it. So I have like the last half hour playing right now. And okay. one guy's having a little little jam session on his opponent. He's uh, he got some drumsticks and he started kind of drumming on his <laughs> head. Now he's got an electric guitar. Looks like a Stratocaster and he's hitting him with it. And then he did That's a little right. guitar solo and threw the guitar away. Um, that's creative. I like that. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so uh, these okay, are so you like also Cody these Rhodes. guys had a uh, thumbtacks all over their wrestling ring today. They did that, so like a throwback to some hardcore death matches. Those where they got the thumbtacks and the um, barbed wire and the staple guns. That's I could do without that. I don't. You're not a hardcore guy. You weren't an ECW guy. No, I mean that's not. That's just like um, you know uh, that psycho circus guys they used to have warming up uh at the music festival out here and they would just like oh, yeah, who yeah. wants to staple a dollar to my arm you know you remember that like that's yeah, me, yeah that, that still goes yeah, on that, that's I've, I've been to clubs where that happens in los angeles no i yeah i'm not so much into these guys uh, that are just kind of like oh we put props all over the place and we're poking ourselves because it's like it's like we're talking about the acrobatics the stunts all sure that. yeah it, that, that's that's what i would rather see the uh, okay you know oh i hit him with a table or a chair it's like bear. I don't know. What about uh? So you like Cody Rhodes? What about the the guy who, we talked about him earlier, Darby Allen, his opponent, who kind of looked like a dude that would have hung out with us in oh, high school. He had uh, half a skull painted on his face. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I would have hung out with him. He had got a little. Hung out with me. Hey man, got a little poser vibe from this guy. I don't. I, I Again, don't you hung out with me. <laughs> well, yeah, well, but I, I just got—I got to point that out that you've probably—you you were one of three people who have known me the longest outside of my immediate family, and and I have gone through some phases, sir. I, you know, I—I I never thought you were too heavy about your phases. You, uh, 
you know you had to, you had some style and uh, you had things you're into um i don't know it's golf you were kind of a golf guy yeah, but sure yeah that's sure. fine i mean this this guy's wearing a this dude this guy's wearing like a chain around his neck he says uh has tattoos says uh nothing nothing dies till you're and then i can't read the rest but half a skull he's got a faux hawk he's got a fashion faux hawk my man uh, it's come, it's and he's all angsty. It's just a little, uh, a little much. You literally, you literally might have just described me from the age of like eighteen to twenty-four. Yeah, well, it wasn't two thousand nineteen when you were eighteen or twenty-four. So it's a valid point. It's a valid <laughs> yeah. point. <laughs> so you know. Um, okay, let's put it this way: you like him as a wrestler. That's fine. If you went yeah. to see a band and he was the front man, would you feel yeah, depend- confident about that? On, uh, it depends on what kind of band it is. Well, you haven't heard the band yet. You just, that guy gets up on stage and goes, what's up? And then you're like, okay. Cleveland. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, these guys are good. It, it's, it doesn't feel as amateurish as the other uh, wrestling companies that aren't WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but it doesn't, you know, it definitely, it definitely feels um, rogue. It feels different. It's, you yeah. know, it's not the professional wrestling you're used to. Uh, but I like it. But I, I don't know. If, I don't know if it'll ever get to that cultural status. You know, kind of like remember Ted Turner back in the '90s had that WCW, yeah, yeah. and uh-huh. um, people. It was like people who liked wrestling knew about it, but like WWF, right. what it was called back then, everybody knew about it. And that's what I think. This these guys might be at that where like if you're into wrestling, check them right. out. But like, and you never know with 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 culture norms how things change. Like, will it ever be that again? I have sort of a theory. I was talking to my friend Austin um, about this, where if you think about, uh, we talked about this briefly at the top of the show. When we grew up, when we were four, five, six, seven, whatever, we're looking for, and we would be at the age that would be enamored with like real life superheroes, right? We had Hulkamania, we had Macho Madness, we had Sting, Ultimate Warrior, right? It all like it was all right there, and they were like these larger than life characters at the age when that's like we're we're coming right off of He Man, and maybe haven't quite gotten into Ninja Turtles yeah. yet. You know, it's like perfect storm. And then you grow out of that phase, and you put your Ninja Turtles away, and you you, you stop playing with He Man, and you're on to other things, maybe skating, what have you. But then it hits that point in your teenage years when you start to like not just not be into those things, but but it's a very human nature it's very much in human nature to actively rebel against the things that were part of your childhood because now you're trying to transition to be into being a grown adult okay. right and so and so that larger than life superhero Hulk Hogan is now Hollywood Hogan and now he's kind of rejected that superhero persona and he's got kind of like stubble yeah. <laughs> and he's got like he's the where they wear all black you know so yeah, like, he had a very specialized kind of, beard didn't he it was sort of a it was a very it was like a I, keep the, uh, the blonde Fu Manchu. It was, it's right yeah was, I, I, I always get it in reverse so i have the blonde five o'clock shadow and then the black mustache it was, no, it was blonde mustache no, no it was, blonde it's it like, kind of like a blonde biker stash fu manchu and yeah, then like with yeah. this uh i don't even know how you do this because it was like it wasn't like, a beard like it was like that five o'clock shadow but like the whole area like was permanent. just totally black. I guess he dyed the skin or something. I'm sure. Uh, I think he just dyed it real dark, probably all the time, so they maintained a nice, <laughs> bright. You know that that freshly dyed look, look. That has not been repeated, yeah. though. That's for sure. 
Um, Plus, he had that he had that deep, deep, you know, chestnut tan that that just made every all his features in you know yeah. darker, except for his blonde hair, which just looked like the this bright ra- little rays of sunshine coming out from the back of his uh, scalp there. Um, well, do you sides. remember? Uh, you know how like Batman for a long time had like the yellow symbol behind the bat you know otherwise he was in he was all black but he had the the, the yellow or the oh gold yeah i, I love that emblem. batman that, that's that's kind of like tim burton yeah. era batman had that yeah right right and so the argument behind it was well that would draw the attention of the bad guys like they couldn't see him very well but they could see that and, so, and that was bulletproof that area was bulletproof and so if they were to fire guns they would fire naturally at whatever they could see which in this instance was the gold emblem and therefore batman would be safe and protected ah. this was hogan's blonde hair uh, that's see, interesting this was all part this is all part of a master plan you're distracted by the rapidly year after year receding ape drape that he maintained <laughs> <That's right. laughs> that would put jerry only to shame um and you would be so distracted by the streak of blonde kind of moving around that you wouldn't see like that was yeah. just not yeah, those chestnut pythons coming around to like take you well, down. That is fascinating because that's the not the boots. first time he's tried that. I, I watched a documentary about him uh, once in like the earliest days of his wrestling. He was, um, yeah. you know, we know him as uh, like you're talking about the uh, the oily, smooth, um, slightly leathery, stretched, tan skin. Uh, but yeah, in the early right. days, he was actually quite a uh, hair sweet sort of a fellow. Yes, oh. big hairy oh. chest and so and stomach. So what he would do is he would, right. he would shave a big T into his chest hair. Oh. Uh, you know, he, he because, actually uh, his, also used to real... shave an atomic explosion. <laughs> well, I, I, is that true, what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, he would shave an explosion yeah. into his chest hair? And it, like like, like a, the atomic explosion, so it looked like a mushroom cloud. All right, that's know? the T. You're just, it's not a mushroom cloud. That's T. No, no, no. It, it, it was meant to be his a name. Cloud. No, it's T for Terry. His name was Terry Hogan. Oh, you gotta look this that's up. not a my, there's no way yeah, that's the worst looking mushroom cloud I, I mean well I, I, <laughs> that actually that's the best looking mushroom cloud I've ever seen made out of chest hair so okay yeah. that's right listen listen that was for his <laughs> early days you can see by the time he got down to Hollywood Hogan status he perfected the art of man manscaping uh, just waxing everything and, and then fake tanning well the like in the beard you know tanning the beard oh yeah you know? yeah yeah they got skills in time. Less is more sometimes. Less is more. Wrestlers, tell that to a wrestler, buddy. We make lots of jokes at, at Hogan's expense, but, you know, he he rebelled against what he was at the at the exact time that we were rebelling against what we formerly liked as kids, right? So it kind of caught storm twice. Now, is that ever going to happen again? I don't know, you know? Is, is there a generation of kids that grew up on, like, John Cena? You know, the guy, the grown man wearing jorts and kind of a, a cross between, yeah, yeah, a cross between Marky Mark Wahlberg and Eminem. You know, like, like are, are those people who grew up with that ever going to get something that, that subverts that childhood memory in a way that catches fire like it did for our generation? Uh, maybe. Um I, I just want to say before we move on that John Cena is a really good guy, though. <laughs> I don't know if you know about it. He does a lot of charity work. He's a very good man. But the jorts, I can't forgive and I won't forgive. Yeah. Um, 
No one should. What about the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin look? Should we go around in a vest with no shirt, some blue jeans? Is I that, do. Is that all right? How do you? What do you think I was doing the other weekend when I was a in vest the with your name on it? Uh, well, it had it had like an emblem. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah why not? I haven't. I've never why tried not? that before. How do I know? I wouldn't like it. Uh, leather Matt, vest, I bet no you, shirt, listen, Texas. I'm in. I don't advocate leather, but Jorts. I think you could find a breathable faux leather vest that you could put your like you could put your name on. It's hot in Texas, man. Why do you need a shirt for? You just need somewhere to cover those traps. That's right. You know, and then you go out there mm. and you show off. You, you know, you 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 have some uh, pull the curtain back a little bit. You you could maybe shave a mushroom cloud into your <laughs> to think your so. You got what it takes. Pull that off, maybe. I mean, you know. listen, you'll never. There's things you know, there's things you don't know, and there's things you don't know. I, you don't I just know. fear like all the uh, chest hair stubble around the mushroom cloud. It get kind of itchy, you know. Yeah. People be yeah, like, "Why is that guy scratching the giant hair T on his chest? And what does the T stand for? It's a mushroom cloud." It, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you something. I I don't have a lot of hope for them uh, because oh, yeah. of the name. They're A A E W. It's you're not feeling it. It's hard to say, man. You got your WWF. It's like World Wrestling, right. worldwide. You know, and now yeah, it's okay. it's World Wrestling uh, Entertainment. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's correct. Be Federation, yeah. but then they tried to sue the charity, but then the charity sued them back, and they lost. No, I think that I think the charity was like, hey, man, we don't want uh, we don't want our pandas being associated no, with uh, the Hulk. They didn't. That's how messed up that Vince McMahon guy is that owns WWE. Oh, he, he was is. like, you know they're, I, making a, they're making a biography. I, they're making a biography no, he, about him with Bradley Cooper as Vince McMahon. Maybe I'll watch it. But that, he really did that. He was that, like, hey, this charity out here, the World Wildlife Foundation, uh, or what, is that what it stands for? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's they, it. Yeah. Um, they shouldn't be able to call themselves WWF because me and my wrestlers call us that. And he sued them. And um, oh. and they were able to say no, you and you don't get to call yourself that. And so now they he had to change the name of the company. Yeah, he's a bad. He's a bad but, guy. But he's a bad I, guy. I They're trying to save pandas, and he's trying to like fuck that up. So he's a bad guy. But I, I will um, I will agree that again, the, 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 the W is kind of associated with uh, the wrestling names. You know, WCW, WWE. Well, the, these guys have a W. It's probably the wrestling. That's why they have W's. It stands for wrestling. That that would be the yeah, reason. Yeah, would make but, sense. Um, yeah. It's the all elite. That's what I'm getting at. It's it, it, I don't know who chose that. What marketing guy they had? Because it's like you try. Okay, first just try. You know, I'm, I don't like saying AEW because it's like AE. It's like makes my mouth feel like a weird like vowel vowel thing. AE. Okay. Uh, and I think a lot of Americans can what, relate what if, to that with our uh, the way our what accent. What if you, uh, you try to say it after? So, well, then you, you try, try it after glass all wine. elite. All Elite Wrestling, and you're doing this all-a-le-le-le. You hear it, the first part, all le <laughs> and that's weird. It's like it's it's like the it's like singing like la la. It's like doing that in reverse. Alal, see where I'm coming from? Yeah, there? right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So right, right away, right, man, like... when you try to get you know when you're right when you're trying to get into the gate of do I appreciate this wrestling company? You, that's the first thing that right. slaps in the face. You look really weird saying their name. You're like either going a okay. hey, that's fair, or fair you're going alala. And, uh, man, that's, right. I don't think folks are going to be okay with that, man. Especially if you had a couple of drinks. And I, and I imagine that a lot of the people in that audience have had a few drinks. <laughs> yeah, and, and where did you where did you go, man? I went to all wrestling. Oh, even if you haven't been drinking, you tell a cop you've been to all wrestling. I mean, you're, you, you're done. 
you know you get pulled over coming back from the match you're all happy yeah you know and and you've been your 12 set programs working and the cops pull you over and you're i've been to all lead wrestling uh what did you say i went to aew oh man you're coming in you're arrested Matt, I figured out with that homeless guy how he ended up. <laughs> the guy, the homeless guy in the Burger King. <laughs> this is this is his story, man. It's all circling back. That guy, it obviously wasn't all elite wrestling, wasn't around back then. But that guy probably went to like you know, all enormous wrestlers, <laughs> and, and he'd been on this to, the twelve step program, and he was you know eight months sober, and he was life was looking good. He had repaired things with his family. You know, the job was the, the boss was about to give him a promotion and he's driving home from this show at the Coliseum, of course. Oh, yeah. And and he gets pulled over by one of uh, Corpus Christi's finest, and we all know what that's like, Matt. And uh, <laughs> you know, try to tell him where he where he'd been and the and the cop just man, that's it's just a downward spiral from there. From forevermore that guy was just never the same. Yeah, if they're gonna make it in this crazy business of wrestling they're gonna need some new letters some new okay. uh, a new name I'll tell you one I'll tell you one of the things that I think is kind of interesting and you, and you tell me your feedback on this so uh, we talked you talked you mentioned that WWE or WWF back then they um, sued the World Wildlife Foundation because they didn't want this uh, charity to have the same name as yeah. them. Right, they were trying to copyright the, the letters. So these guys uh, are kind of taking the opposite approach. Um, you mentioned how it was kind of nice to see Cody Rhodes yeah. in there, sort of a, a wrestling royalty. He's actually the uh, one of the executive vice presidents of the of the whole company. Oh, it's kind of his yes, thing. Yes, I heard about that. And it's like the it's just kind of like a wrestler run company. A little bit. It's it's a uh, Tony Khan who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars was a big wrestling fan, and they. Uh, got with him and 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 put this thing together, and it's sort of like a. It, it kind of reminds me of like in in Hollywood back in the day. You know, uh, Charlie Chapman started United Artists. Huh. It was kind of like a studio run by actors. You know, or or as you might be more familiar with, uh, Fubu. Uh, yeah, Fubu for us by yeah. us clothing. Yeah. Yes, I, yeah. I I don't know right. who started that, but I I remember the clothes. Uh, they were very know. striking, very great designs. Yes. Um. Okay, so my dog keeps snoring during the podcast. I think if you're – I'm not even going to edit this out. If you hear Sophie snoring during the podcast, take a shot. Good luck. <laughs> uh, so, so, um, so these guys, this, this event that's coming up this coming Saturday, uh, they're actually donating all the proceeds to uh, victims of gun violence in Florida. Very nice. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, quite, quite the opposite approach than you would maybe expect a Vince McMahon to to take. Um, obviously, with the owner being based in Florida with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the the un- very unfortunate shootings that have occurred there in some of the schools, uh, th- this this promotion is kind of positioning itself to be um, a federation that that sort of gives back to the community, at least in appearance, right? Yeah, that's 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 a huge change from uh, WWE. Absolutely, right. Um, is, did uh, you, right. Uh, are did they you like still out there in Saudi Arabia? I because that, that's are. a thing. They're wrestling in Saudi that's Arabia really, right now with they, the government. They took and, a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, they took a lot of money from Saudi Arabia. Um, their women are not allowed to go out and wrestle. Oh wow! And, and that's yeah, okay. And uh, the prince recently killed a journalist, and uh, we're just going to go right. there anyway. 
Yeah. So that's Vince McMahon. That's a bit a, of a, a bad guy. Yeah, that's an alternative that they're trying to run. The other thing, um, and maybe you didn't even notice, I, and I think this is one of the things that I find really fascinating. I really enjoyed the the three way women's match. Um, oh yeah. Uh, re- the, the the two uh, the Japanese the fighters two Japanese, versus the yeah, mm-hmm. incredibly large woman. Um, well, wow, uh, so awesome. interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Rio and Yuka. Uh, Yuka is uh, has this really cool gimmick. It kind of reminds me of someone from like Final Fantasy or something. Oh, totally. Like, she's kind of she's kind of got like this uh, um, like a like a genie kind of. They call her like the Magic Girl, I think. Yep. Uh, it's so it's really cool. Uh, but the the uh, Nyla Rose, the, the 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 larger lady that you mentioned, she is actually a trans woman. And in fact, she's the first openly trans woman in wrestling. Okay. Um, you know, and, and if you notice, they didn't publicize that. They didn't really like make it an angle. Um, it was, it just was, it just was what she was. Oh yeah. Uh, Cause I mean, that's why, why make a big deal of it? Um, I mean, let, let the, exactly. uh, let the journalists and all that talk about that. Let, let her just go out and wrestle during the match. Uh, Cause right. Yeah. So trying to position themselves as being a little bit more inclusive. I remember there was a long period of time in uh, the WWE slash WWF where uh, African-American weren't made champions. Really? The closest, yeah, the closest you got was The Rock, and he was only half African-American. Oh, so you're talking like the 90s. Oh, yeah. I mean, they. I don't think I don't think WWE had a black champion for like into the 2000s. I, guess, I mean, yes, now, yeah, looking back, you're right, but I never, I never thought of it like as a... Um a policy or anything like that. Uh, I just thought it was uh, that there weren't a lot of champions a, and only, I, I don't know. Yeah. That, wow. Hard, hard to say, you know, because we're on this side of it and, and, and you, you never know um, the kind of the interesting thing about pro wrestling is that there's uh, you never know the, the, the term worked is used, right? When you're, when you're like bringing people into the world, this sort of world of wrestling, sometimes that extends to any quote unquote news you might hear about. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, largely as the rumor mill would go, as 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 the page six or the dirt sheets would go, like they just that uh, there there was a promo once cut by one of the wrestlers where he said to a to a back black athlete, people like you don't get to win this. Oh. Now now that was you know quote unquote kayfabe, but was there any truth behind that? Hard to say. Yeah right? yeah. And these and uh, you know were whereas with this company like right off the gate. They're trying to position themselves as like the all-inclusive wrestling promotion, right? The, and and so I think it's interesting because we talk about we talked about the sort of wrestling of those different eras and how they reflected the times. Like, do you think a company? Now you talked about like what what, what your when you when you imagine a pro wrestling fan, like what you kind of imagine is a sort of like juggalo-y, Cheeto fingers. Yeah, you know, you know, I I was one Cheeto of my favorite wrestlers mean? ever. Just like you have Cheetos. Uh, you don't know what like you've been eating Cheetos. Oh, yeah, like you've been sitting around in your mama's basement eating Cheetos, and you, you don't even clean your hands. You're just like a, <laughs> just a mess, a kind of slob, you know. Okay. Uh, you know, mouth breather, neck neck beard. Uh, what was that? What was that? We used to work at a pizzeria, and there was a dude, a lummox. Yeah, oh, I used, I used to call lummox. him a lummox. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. very large man with a uh, no neck, kind of kind of simple. Um, it was kind of a mean word, uh, but he didn't know about it. 
but that doesn't make it better. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 but yeah, that's kind of what you imagine, yeah. right? Um, there is, I don't have the Twitter name. There's a guy on Twitter. He calls himself superhuman. I don't, I don't know exactly how it spells it, but it's just this. He's actually, he actually is a juggalo. Uh, he, 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 every time he does a stunt, he gives out a shout to all the juggalos and the juggalettes. And then he goes, woo, woo. And then he takes a shirt off, which is usually a juggalo shirt. And he jumps into shit. Well, you know, the ju- wrestling is a huge part of uh, Juggalo culture. You know, the, that, that oh, they're all about it. Every year they have that uh, gathering of the Juggalos where they all get together yep, for absolutely. the big music festival. And wrestling is going on the whole time. Huge. Yeah. Um, huge. I heard they even do a thing so, uh, like, when it gets really late at night where they, they turn all the lights off. Uh, so there's no lights at the whole wrestling uh, ring. And uh, all the juggalos uh, bring their own flashlights, and that's the only lights for really? the. Really, that the... sounds actually. That's, that actually sounds kind of cool. A, it's weird, but it, yeah, maybe it'd be fun. I don't know. Uh, uh, but but the point I'm making is so like, that's the idea that you get when you start thinking about wrestlers and what a wrestler is, a wrestling fan rather. And I think like is there a world in which like uh, you start introducing wrestling to a new generation of people who are more inclusive and who are more socially conscious and who are. Um, maybe may perfectly open and, and accepting of trans people in all professions, including pro wrestling. And, and maybe um, they've been thinking about you know, crossing over to Juggalo, and this is, is just a little way for them to. You know, the Juggalos marched a couple of years ago. The Juggalos marched on Washington for uh, women's reproductive rights. How many? How there many Juggalos did? A bunch of more than there were against the women's rights. Well, that's and, good. And I you mean, see, they, an army. You see an army of politically charged juggalos coming on, marching on to Washington. They, they, they carry a big stick. And that stick also functions that, as a bong. That's right, because they're, intel- they're far more intelligent than you're giving them credit for. Uh, I'm not saying they're not intelligent. I'm just uh, enjoying a certain flavor s- of juggalo culture that I find absolutely charming. And uh, I'm, I'm celebrating not saying them. I'm a juggalo. I'm not saying I'm a juggalo, but I am an ally. <laughs> I, uh, if it weren't for the music, maybe. Yeah, the music sucks. The <laughs> it's music bad sucks. music, man. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I like I like a lot of what like I just dig I dig the fact that they got this whole community. You know, like I really dig that. Like these guys have such a sense. These you know folks, men and yeah. women, have such a sense of community. It's really kind of cool to see. And yes. There are things about that that maybe to some people might not seem what we consider cool. Yeah, that's fine. But you know what, man? Spider-Man is the number one movie in the nation. Is that that much dorkier? That's that one where the guy has uh, ropes coming out of his out of his wrist just like a spider? Well, a spider would be coming out of his butt, sir. <laughs> so there were some creative liberties with that yeah. one. Felt like they, uh, you know, they, they they reimagined what a spider's power would be. He has t- he's got a red suit and two big eyes, just like a spider. Uh, I, you yeah, know, just that, like a spider. That hey, there you go. There's bring it back to wrestling. The first Spider-Man right. movie wasn't that Macho Man. Uh, yeah, Macho Man playing a bone, bone saw. Bone something. saw and Spider-Man wrestled him. That was pretty great. Funny story. I, ha- I had a dinner with a friend the other day. And uh, he had the opportunity to be on, briefly visit the set of um, the first Spider, the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah. And you know the scene where Spider-Man's like, he's got one web on on Mary Jane, and and uh, he's got like, the, I think he's got like the bus or something, you know. And he's trying to like, he's trying to hold them, and then 
and the, the bad guys like about to attack him. Do you, do you remember the set, scene off yeah, the bridge? Yeah, the bus was going to fall in the water, and he, uh, he webbed it, like it and tied it to – yeah, something like that, yeah. Anyways, so so the way they shot that obviously is on green screen. They rigged Tobey Maguire up, and they, they put him in a harness, you know. And, they, you know, they only lift the actors th- you know, three feet up off the ground. Toby's not that tough in real life. No. And he was uh, he was whining and complaining the whole time. As soon as uh, they lifted him up, he was like, guys, guys, it hurts. It hurts. Hurry up, hurry up. It hurts. What is that voice? Um, that you're, that's your, that's, that's Toby McGuire. That's, <laughs> that's my Toby McGuire voice. It's like 10 years old. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. So... Uh, anyway, so it kind of it ruined the illusion yeah. of the superhero, you know, that he was supposed to be playing. What about the uh, uh, I guess the like, other guy, He's similar to Tobey Maguire, Elijah Wood? Elijah. So I have an Elijah Wood story. That, is it is it that I you look a, just like a dark skinned Elijah Wood? I don't know if I still look like a dark <laughs> you got a beard Wood. now, but Certainly, that was a thing for a long yeah. Time. It was a it was a thing for a while, especially at the height of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I might have gotten some Frodo comparisons. <laughs> Um, but I actually saw Elijah Wood. He he hangs out in Austin. He hangs out in your neck of the woods quite a really? bit. But um, we're at some bar on the east side of Austin, and we see Elijah Wood there, and he's hanging out. But we exit the bar kind of at the same time as him, and he does the same thing. Did you just say – I forgot if you told this story on air or off air. But you you saw Gavin Rosdale. Yeah, that, that was off air. I was saying, uh, yeah, at the anime store in L.A. Yeah. Yeah, anime store in L.A., yeah. You saw one of your biggest musical no, influences. No, that Gavin was not Rosdale. part of the story. I did not say that. You, you, and you, <laughs> I, I distinctly remember. No, I, I, and you I were said really, that you're like I, really overwhelmed. Uh, had nothing to say to him, and I just kind of went, "How unique!" I saw it's a guy at a store. A quiet, a quiet excitement kind of welled up within you. You know what? I, I, you know, I don't and, like. Uh, I, I don't want to talk to celebrities when I see him. I it remind like I think of um, uh, what's that Robert De Niro movie where he's the uh, the the Taxi bomber and he's like a bomber and I, I think there's like some part where he sees some famous guy Heat? and he's going i know you i know you and it's just you know what i'm talking oh yeah, yeah. And it's like real creepy yeah. it's like he's uh oh yeah that's yeah. Uh, that movie it was a, it was a baseball movie it was it was uh uh was it omar epps i think was like a famous baseball yeah, player maybe. and he's like a like a psychopathic yeah like, he's all um, nuts about him and he's like fanatic yeah. i think it might have been called fan or fanatic or something uh, well there's big fan with uh pat oswalt which is uh, I'm just gonna. I just want to no, put that no, out there. No. This Great like, movies. Sometimes we recommend movies. That's oh. one of them. It's not about wrestling okay. or anything we're talking about. But yeah, check it out. It's good. But uh, yeah, it's that. Right. It's that whole thing. Like, Shot like I feel like uh, De Niro just being like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I recognize you. You know, and it's just like, I know get you. away from me. What? Are you, I, know who, you. I don't know you though. You know, uh, I wouldn't want someone to do this to me. I, I wish we had a video because you can't do a Robert De Niro impression without kind of doing like the nod. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you like, turn your head to the side and. Yeah, it's true. You kind of you kind of frown as you're saying. Yeah, it. so we're going to encourage our audience to rewind that part and turn your own head to the side while I do that, and you'll you'll get a and, good and feeling of what. Hear we're doing. it in, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Maybe or maybe so, have a friend nearby turn his head to the side. I, I'm sorry, you were going to say something. Good. <laughs> <laughs> we got off track. You know, normally we drink during the show, and I'm not on this one, so maybe I should go back to it. But, um, yeah, so we see Elijah Wood there. We see Frodo, the ringmaster, hanging out there at this local East, you know, East L.A. bar. And, and, and we see – and we're all on the sidewalk kind of at the same time. And he kind of – I think that he – much like Gavin did in your presence, he kind of sensed that there was maybe someone who recognized him. Yeah. Maybe there were fans. And then he just – 
he turns to his ladies, again, about two or three ladies. He puts his hands over two of the ladies, and he's like, let's go, guys. And they all kind of just, like, went en masse off to whatever they were going to, whatever Frodo after party in the Shire that was being held. Oh, wow. Off to the magical, magical lair of the... Who knew? Of the Elijah Wood. Toby Maguire. Which one are we on again? Yeah. I don't uh, uh, a, that was Elijah Wood. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Off to the no, Toby Elijah Woods Toby, forest. Just, See what I did there? Forest for the yes, trees. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, wrestling. So, though. So, so last thing about <laughs> last. So last thing about the the event. What did you? I, I, there was the re, one of the, the oh, there's, oh two two things. We're, uh, one quick aside. Do you remember the uh, the match where there was kind of like a, you probably don't know any of these people's names. It was sort of like a the cowboy versus uh so the emo kid versus uh the the schmuck and then versus uh the skinny ted nugent was that where the jungle boy came out riding on the giant man's jo- shoulders jungle boy riding on the shoulders of lucha source yeah that was cool i didn't know any of what was that going was on cool. with any of those guys but they all had a had cool their characters were cool i would uh a you boy know. and his dinosaur yeah. yeah that was fun do you know so funny th- f- note about this: Jungle Boy is the son of the late great Luke Perry. Oh my God! Really? Wow. Yeah, didn't didn't know that. No. Did you? Uh, wow. And Luke Perry's not even a wrestler. That's, um, yeah, that's quite a different thing. Nine or nine or two and oh, one of my favorite movies of all time. Eight seconds about Lane Frost, the famous bull rider. Oh, eight seconds was a true story. I, I never knew that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was famous I bull never rider. Saw it. You should see. Okay, so uh, before you go see the fanatic or whatever that Peyton Oswald movie is, go see uh, Eight Seconds, starring Luke Perry. If for no other reason than for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, for that matter, in it? and for yourself, no. Oh, but like as a well, favor to them, like do, like go see his dad's movie. I mean, only a, yeah, only a portion of Jungle Boy was in that movie. It wasn't twinkle born yet, in his father's think. eye. That's I right. See. Um, uh, but then, the, but then, you know, the main reason I, I asked you to watch it because I thought you might dig um, sort of a little bit of one of the matches that had a, a cool sort of video game reference. Some in guys it. did a Street Fighter thing. They did. They were street like Ken Fighter. and Ryu, and then like a fan got up there, and um, the lights went out, and the, another guy did the Akuma Raging Demon on him, yes. uh, which is a uh, a really but, fun move to pull off in the arcade. I always like to win matches with the Raging Demon. So, yeah, I, I did. I appreciated that a lot. That's true. When I was a kid, my grandfather used to used to be a referee for some of the local, like, Mexican wrestlers or the, the lucha ma- uh, matches that used to come through, you know, Corpus and uh-huh. what have you. Their opponents, the opponents of the video game guys was was were guys who, who built their name in Mexico and were that, wrestling that Mexican style of wrestling. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and, that's, and that's one of the yeah. coolest styles. That Mexican style, that lucha... Libre wrestling is very cool, man. Exactly. It's like, uh, yeah, you want to talk about, like we were talking about earlier about stunts and acrobatics and all that. And, and they're doing all this stuff with these uh, masks that have to limit their visibility, I, uh, I imagine. At the very least, it's got to be hot That's as true, hell. too, yeah. Yeah, it's a, that's a great tradition. And I'm glad to see it uh, coming into like a, a more of an Americanized uh, wrestling circuit. Very cool. Well, I'm I'm hoping um, there is an artist. You would appreciate this. His name is I think his name is Dead Punk or Dead Punks maybe. I'll look it up and send it to you. His whole gimmick is uh, he wears like a leather jacket, you know, and uh, a nice button up shirt, buttoned up all the way to the 
to the collar and a, a cowboy hat, but he's got a, a Mexican wrestler mask on. He got a lucha yeah. mask on, and he does like different, you know, paint, paint acrylic spray paint kind of style of art. I'm thinking we could be on to a, a fashion trend here. With with your with your leather vest and uh, mushroom cloud manscaping, <laughs> toss in a toss toss in a little bit of a Mexican wrestler mask. Some look, John Cena jorts. Oh, oh! I hadn't even mm-hmm. gone there, but now you're blowing my mind. All right, so right. I want the audience. I want the audience to take a moment, relax your shoulders, close your eyes, and I want you to just imagine this look: jorts, no shirt, a neatly groomed mushroom cloud out of masculine man hair, a leather vest with your name on it, a Mexican wrestler mask. And a cowboy hat. Mm. Coming to a runway near you. Coming to your nightmares. <laughs> so um, on my Instagram story, I did a uh, request to people to see if maybe they might have a question, perhaps, that we could uh, take a fan question if, mm. you, if you're freaking inspired that sounds by fun. it. sounds fun. Yeah. all this wrestling target. So uh, this is coming from at This Concerns Everyone. Our our friend Jason, guy. who actually, if you think about it, kind of looked like Darby Allen when he was a teenager, for the mm. most part. Chain necklace, spiky blonde hair. That's a little bit of a connection. Uh, um, so he says, his question to you, Matt, specifically. Oh, okay. I think you're the man to answer this. What isn't the second least worst and best of television and or movie category inside of? Oh, that's a good question. I would say uh, a category that isn't not the least, but not the worst, but the best, but sometimes good and never a bad uh, would be inside of uh, inside. What's that inside of inside of. Oh, oh, that changes things. Uh, I I like um, the when they do those uh, memory shows, uh, I would like I would like Mm. to see a uh, cat that just like a channel of just those. I think there's there's enough like, TV like, shows out there because it's you get the best, you get the worst, you're inside of it has all of it. I think that might be what um, our friend is talking about. Uh, and okay. um, yeah, so it's it, it's it, I'm not talking about like uh, Johnny Carson's greatest hits or that kind of thing. It's more like um, uh, like like you might have like a character in a sitcom has had a frying pan hit his head and he can't remember things and his family has to start telling him memories and it's a clips show. Uh, like what about Bob? What about Bob's a movie? So not what about Bob? No, no, uh, no, this is, uh, like another great example would be, um, a, uh, a family, uh, sitcom and, uh, someone comes to buy the house and the father goes, we've had okay. some great memories in this house. Remember the time. All right. And then you start the clips begin. Oh yeah, yes, that's okay, yes, that's yes. that's the what's not the least worst bust inside of but, can't do the most to me. Right, that's that's very thought provoking, and um, feel free, audience, to take a moment to absorb all that. I'm just talking entertainment. Ain't talking about love. Matt. <laughs> Ain't talking you, about love. Do, do, they, do you have a question? Because that was kind of a weird question just thrown at me there. That's the that only that's question. It, I just got. one for me. Okay. Well, yeah, well I hope you. that helps, Jason, or concerns everyone, or whoever you are. Maybe we know you. Maybe well, we don't. If if Jason asked it, then it does concern everyone. So I think that that was the people's question. I hope he got what he was looking for. 
You've been listening to the Grindhouse Podcast on the No Holds Barred Network. Please follow us on Instagram at Grindhouse Podcast and listen to us every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, and now on Spotify.